Hey everyone, it's me, Idris, and today we got some Patriots for you. Let's first start with the new Patriots. The, the first Patriot that having a stroke. I sound like Brandon, and it's just trying to normally talk, you know, or maybe sing a song lyric. Either way, so we first have our first Patriot coming up, and that is Mr. Don Blaze. Not to be confused with Just Blaze, but Don Blaze. Don, you're a Patriot now. And you're blazing hot. You're blazing hot because you're on Patreon and you've joined an elite squad of great people. Thank you for being the Patriot. Thank you for being everything that you are. Now, we have some returning Patriots, people who left us and then decided that they needed more and they wanted to come back. So, welcome back to Patreon to Zach Sheely. Zach, you walked away but you came back and that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Thank you for being a Patriot once again. Then, up next, we have for all, all for the queso. I love queso. I really do. I love queso. I love, I love, I love all sorts of cheeses, which also, in the way you mean it, money. I love money as well. Thank you for being a Patriot. Back again, Mr. All for the queso, or miss. Then, up next, we have Jordan Tucker. Jordan, you know, we already know it's a great name, but you're also a Patriot. Jordan Tucker, thank you for being a Patriot once again. Thank you for coming back to us. And last but not least, our last returning Patriot is SWB. Not to be confused with SWV, the singing group from the 90s. I, I, I really want to know what the B stands for. It's like Sister Wit. I don't know, bile? I hope it's not bile, because bile would make either something negative, let's find something positive. Sisters with, you know, you know what, I'm just going to shut up and I want to thank you for being a patriot. Thank you for being a patriot once again, and thank you everybody for continuing to support this show. All right, guys, Idris, out. Medium popcorn. What is up, Little Biscuits and Sundry Tomatoes? Before we get to this Patriot Friday episode on Smile, just want to remind you all that sometimes our guests are amazing Patreon subscribers. And be remember, you can sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash mediumpopcorn. They don't always have the best audio quality. Don't hold it against them. You know, they're not, you know, professionals like we are in this space. But definitely be sure to support them. Follow them on whatever socials they post on the, the episode. Uh, we have Ken Wallace, who's a huge longtime follower of ours on to break down this crazy crazy horror film we hope you enjoy it and again you can support the show at patreon.com slash medium popcorn or if money's tight just leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast application and we will read it on the show now here's the episode What's up, little biscuits and sun-dried tomatoes? It's your boy, Eddie Collins. Guys, and it's Justin Brown. 
and we are meeting popcorn niggas spoiling movies. And today we have a special, special guest, super fan Cam Wallace. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. How about yourself? We're good, man. We're good. We, you know, we always appreciate having fans join us on the show. Uh, indeed, indeed. Even though we're kind of sometimes concerned about their mental health for liking our show, because this is a <laughs> this is a wild thing. Um, how would you get How would you get introduced to our media popcorn and all that stuff? Um, actually, through Rod, through the black guy who tips. He Shout told to me. Rod. Okay. He said y'all had the best uh, theme song, so I was like, I got to hear this theme song. So, <laughs> and then one thing leads to another. Here mm-hmm. you are stuck yeah. with us. What and was the episode time. that uh what was the episode that really hooked you, Cam? It's gotta be the you got serve one. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was on one on that one. I was, I was, that I was one, truly on one on that one. That one in the knee along and uh the Omar Etzel when uh oh, Justin, yeah, yeah. when Justin Faithful. finally got his his best Brandon Collins impression on. <laughs> Fatal affair, yeah. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta put your hands in it like a puppet. I said, oh my god. <laughs> you know what's funny about that movie? I saw Omar Epps at like a, a diner in LA and I really wanted to like talk to him, but then I, I thought about Fatal Affair. I'm like, oh man, he <laughs> I kind of want to bring that up. This... <laughs> Because I still think about that fucking record, that broken record of the player. I'm like, why why are you even trying to play this? How crazy are you? Really crazy. That was a really crazy movie. Yeah, I kind of want a sequel, though. They're probably going to make a sequel in Tubi with, no. like, T.I. or something. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ain't nobody making movies with T.I. these days. I think I Hollywood's he, out of the T.I. business. No, he pops up here and there. He just ain't doing Marvel shit no more. Oh, shit. Michael Pena wasn't in Ant-Man 3. I just thought about that. Well, there it is. That's why you didn't like it. Damn, T.I. fucked up the bag for everybody. Anyways, uh, so we are talking about Smile, the uh, the hit summer movie. Uh, this is horror film that stars Kevin Bacon's daughter mm-hmm. um, about this entity that essentially follows. It's like it follows meets um, Dragon to Hell or Truth or Dare. Oh, okay. yeah. what was Truth or Dare about, Cam? It was about I think they went to like Mexico and they had to do like Truth or Dare in some church. And then like you had to either do truth or dare and you had to pass it along to some almost like the same premise as it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why very, truth very or dare similar to truth or dare. But why in the church? Why? Why is that? A thing? It was like some haunted church. And then you've come to find out like some nun, I think summon some demon at the church. And that's how the whole thing started. Mm-hmm. Was, See, that's was, why I don't fuck around with religion, because you play around with the wrong <laughs> God. You're going to fuck around and find out. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, okay, yeah. So this this movie was wild. I don't know what Jaws' first in, in like initial impressions of this movie was, but this is almost two hours of nonstop, like just white woman going crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it almost felt like it felt like uh, like a shittier version of The Shining, uh, but with a white woman. <laughs> pretty much well i mean that is the shining i mean think about the olive oil uh molly shelly or whatever oh gosh yeah yeah wow <laughs> terrible i, I mean i will that. say despite i, I and i not a fan of jesse t usher's performance of this i will we'll talk about that soon of course but i course. i am proud of the fact that they allowed that black character to get out of dodge when he saw that she was fucked up he was like i can't do this no more i, I just can't you break but, 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 but Brandon at the same time and try to give it to your nephew. Hold like, on, I gotta Brandon. get out. Brandon at the same time. Is it also playing into a stereotype that black men run out on their families? 
But they technically mm. wasn't married yet, though. So did he actually run out on the but, but true, very true, very true. But then again, she was a white woman. So, I mean, does that make it? Okay, no, <laughs> that's a fucked up thing to say. Um, but yeah, it, it was, uh, I was just like, okay, at least he didn't stick around for, for yeah. what was coming. But exactly. at was the like, same time, it was also just like, he could have done better. He could have done better with some of the things like some of the reactions he had, like when he walks in, when she's in the kitchen and she has the knife and she's like cowering in the corner with the knife out and he comes in and he goes, whoa, and he jumps on the other. one. What do you got a knife for? It's like you just escalated the situation. So they went, Paul, like, we were watching this. I said, Paul, now, if I came to the, uh, the kitchen and you were standing there with a knife pointing out outwards, I know it ain't me. So I would be like, what's wrong? What are you looking at? Why you got a knife? I'm looking behind me. I'm looking around. He immediately kept his eyes focused on her. He didn't start clocking the room for enemies. No, no. See, for me, I felt that because I was like, oh, this is Jesse T. Usher's get out. Like, he's essentially like, I've I've always been skeptical of this white woman that I'm engaged to. Now I'm really worried because she got knives and she's swinging it all around. And, you, and she looked crazy. See, but that's the thing, Brandon. I, I, I understand where you're going there, but he's also not activating black preservation because black preservation of your own life. You are going to do a check of your uh, of your of your surroundings to make sure she ain't pointing to the knife at something that you just walked into and that's standing right behind you. That's fair. That's fair. That's the thing that bothered me about it. And, and also a lot of the reactions uh, of characters to the things that were happening were just not on point. This is true. Yeah. Like there is, there is moments where um, what's her name? Rose um, who's played by uh, Socia, Sosie Bacon. Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. not, she was not handling this the right way. I mean, would she, well, to be fair, like there's no real way to handle gifting your nephew a dead cat wrapped up in a present and then freaking out and start swearing and saying, do y'all fucking see it? And then you fall into a glass table and like, and scrape up your arms where you look like fucking, uh, not Gattaca. What is it? Um, stigmata and shit. It's it, that was pretty gnarly. Yo. Uh, first of all, when you get the stigmata, the stigmata is like right here. Or, well, but typically, you they showing it right here. But I'm just saying. Well, listen, that's, a, know, that's a religious. You're supposed to yes, uh, I mean, nigga. You did improv. I'm just saying, nigga. I'm <laughs> saying, nigga. If you're gonna come with a biblical reference, you can at least make it somewhat right. You know what the Lord say? Thou shall not smite thy's bit, and you just fucked up. I'm trying to do a joke over here. <laughs> when, when, when the fuck did the Lord say that? <laughs> he said it in in Ezekiel uh, seventy two ninety five. In the, uh, book of, in the book of you a liar, verse seven, chapter two. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that what the, the Bible's called anyway? The book of the lies. Um, Cam, what was the point? Cam, if you were in Jesse T. Usher, Trevor's character's position, how would you have reacted to seeing her with the knife? Uh, I probably just would have left altogether. Exactly. I would have been like that. There's no way. When the knife pointed out, I said, yeah, I think I'm officially done now. I don't think I damn sure would have stayed tonight there no more. Mm-hmm. I bet like, you need me more than I need you at this point. Well, we now, both now, making money. Now, hold on. Mind you, this is before the shit happened with the cat. So there wasn't many things that uh, th that basically was like, OK, we got a problem, problem on our hands. That was like for him. That was pretty much the first offense because well, he ca she called the cops saying that, you know, somebody's in the house. The alarm went off. 
And then that happened right afterwards. So for him, there really wasn't much that went on that would warrant him just running out on there at that point. So, I guess but, that, but that's what that's that's what bothers me is like he didn't even do a scan of the room. So you used to, so you used to having people pulling knives out on you and sticking around. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. First of <laughs> all, get... has someone pulled a knife on me before? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Did I stick around? No, because you know, even even though I I knew that I could disarm this person, I did not do it. <laughs> I just got out of dodge. That's a different story. But if you're watching, if 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 you're watching how that scene went down, she didn't have the knife pulled on him. He walked into a room where she had the knife pulled and was looking in a far off direction. He walked right into it and then started getting, you know, as then started jigging it up immediately. But That's when I think about it. But when he walks in, then she turns around and points the knife directly at him. And that's why it's like, whoa, what are you doing? So, yeah, I think I'm done. I mean, to I be know. fair, to be fair, Cal Penn's character, like uh, Rose's boss, was a little bit more empathetic. And maybe it's because they work in the same, like, you know, you know, industry or whatever. She, he, he was fucking her. That's why. He, yeah. He was way more <laughs> empathetic, though, to her, like what she saw with the initial patient who like fucking slit her throat, smiling and shit. Yeah. After she had that breakdown. And then Jesse T. Usher's just like, oh, man, someone died. And I was just like, oh, no, he already gave it a shitty performance. He not even tried. He's. It was like, even when he got mad at her, was frustrated. I was like, Jesse, like, you look, you just got to take a shit, bro. Like, just go to the boys. Just Hold go on. to the boys. Don't do any other gigs. It's okay. You got to make some money. Listen, being, being that we're all, you know, he, we are in full on just shit on Jesse T. Usher, uh, Usher mode. Uh, when they got out of the car and they're arguing outside, did anybody notice that Jesse T. Usher is standing there talking with his hands and then the car just magically locks behind them? No, I didn't notice that. Nobody noticed that that no. the car like boop boop like behind them as that they as they were talking. That you doesn't were, happen with vehicles. Damn, you have so to bored. press the lock button. You're so bored with Jesse T. Usher's performance in this that you were paying attention to the car in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> you're right. You're That's right. not good. I mean, to be fair, also it's it's weird because Sosi Bacon actually opening weekend of this movie, I was sitting next to our bros, which is bad random because I remember being like. Aren't you in a movie that's down the hall? But anyways, she was she was very bland. Like I don't, they probably got her on a cheap. This had a low budget. Um, I think this had a budget of uh yeah seventeen million. So and she also is technically ro- like you know royalty in Hollywood or whatever. But I was just kind of like they could have gotten some a little bit stronger. Like I would have thought like I would have like wanted like Alison Brie or something like that. I think that mm. someone like that could have done done really well. Yeah, Nepo baby, like Yubia said in the in the chat because. Honestly, like she looked crazy when she got really tired and wasn't sleeping. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, like there wasn't anything that unique about this performance where I'm like, oh, yeah, she could be a new screen queen or I, I'm interested to see what she does next. You know what I mean? As she started, you know, delving into madness in the film, she pretty much just kind of occupied the zone of like, you know, maybe she's doing a little, you know, not not cocaine, you know, some of a little stronger, but not quite enough. Maybe some bath salts. You know what I'm saying? Well, she, cocaine, she, cocaine and bath salts are on different levels, man. Because that, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying she, she's going. She, she's 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 going. Well, I guess no lower. It would be lower into the drug. You know, because you got to go deep. She got to like dive speed. deep. Maybe speed or something. No, 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 no. Because no. she was too slow for speed. What she about hot s- rockets? 
What the fuck is a hot rocket? Man? It's when you uh, have a Red Bull and then you do a bump of coke. Yeah. Again, that would get, <laughs> th- that would bring that. That's an upper. That's an upper, mm-hmm. Brandon. This is that, that. That's an upper. We're yeah. talking about something that makes her look like she like not. It's like she wasn't quite meth level, but okay. she was getting there. That's what I'm saying. Like she was going down. Those, yeah, she looked strung out. Yeah, Definitely. she was strung. It looks she was strung out on something. I mean, when she goes back to the sister and the, and the, the whipped uh, husband of her sister is like, you should have talked to her. She's like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to talk to my sister. And then she's like, are you OK? And the sister's like, no, I'm like, yeah, like the red flags are all there. And I was freaked out, though, when the sister like seemingly goes back to the car to console her and then the head rolls. Yeah, I was like, wild. that's fucked up. And she's just screaming in the car. They're all watching her from the window. I'm like, this family age shit. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she's the little kids is watching her from the window. Then they go, oh, yeah. like, oh, God damn. <laughs> I thought something was going to happen with the nephew because he's like watching. I'm like, oh, shit, this little nigga go see her kill herself. And that's going to be the trauma. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was going to pass to the nephew. But yeah. so back to the sister. When she, so now, I mean, Brandon, you may not be able to talk about this because I know in, in, in times that we talk about sibling stuff, <laughs> you said you have a completely different idea yes. of the way siblings are supposed to react with each other. Um, but when she was flipping out after she gave a supposed dead cat and all of that, it wasn't supposed it was a dead no, no, cat. You know, no, no, well, I guess, I guess <laughs> that cat was bleeding. Supposedly it was gave it. She supposedly gave a dead cat, you know, unknown, unbeknownst, unbeknownst to her. Um, and everybody, including her sister and her sister husbands, are like standing back, cowering and just watching her. Bro, that's when you got to step up as a sibling and be like, yo, are you OK? Hey, let's walk over here or something like that. The fact that she did nothing and, and her and her husband stood there with, and looked at her like she was fucking nuts. That was just like that's a sibling. No, no, bro. Well, I kind of get what was happening there. OK, because Parker Finn, the writer, the director of this, I think what they were trying to talk about is that is sometimes when you like have family members that are so fucked up and like are consumed by their own demons, you kind of don't react like, or you, you just like let them like, you know, hang themselves kind of like the same way that Rose, we find out she essentially saw her mom ODing and just walked out the room. It felt kind of like that. Like maybe the sister was having like, you know, being triggered thinking, Oh my God, my sister's also in drugs. Now I'm not going to help her. That's, that's kind of what I thought when I saw that. Um, after here's after thing, we got bro. the clarification about her relationship with her mom and stuff. So, but now, first of all, we don't have that at this point. We didn't have the clarification have, yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. But then also, you if you put it into context with her mother, I think it makes it even worse because she left when her mother was obviously having uh, uh, mental uh, issues and things like that. Because her mother wasn't on drugs. Her mother had a, a, was uh, was you know having problems, and, and she, she was and a candy she man. Herself. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> At what point does she cut off young boys' dicks in this movie? <laughs> well, she was cutting off heads. All heads, man. This, this is a weird. Well, wait, wait, demon, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Who cut her off? When did she cut off a head? Well, the the, the white woman with the, the 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 cutter, the box cutter, and she cut her head and like made the smile on the neck and shit. Like the no, that was her dudes. mother. What well, are you talking was... about? <laughs> it did take the former her mom at the end and shit. <laughs> <laughs> listen Brandon, everybody you're reaching, man you're listen, all over listen. the place pay attention <laughs> nigga you've been doing bath salts <laughs> no I, I don't have you been doing the red bull the red bull and coke <laughs> <laughs> 
Right, it's like you're so far off. Like, okay, walk back. Maybe no, you okay. can explain this to me. No, so question, I'm question for Cam. Question for Cam. What were your uh, <laughs> what did you think of Rose's journey in this movie? Like, did you did you believe it? Did you believe that she was handling the situation correctly? Nigga, oh, avoid yeah. the question. Uh, pay attention, everyone. Go on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Cam. Let, let our guests de- speak. Just yeah, I, shit. I say definitely not. Hell, I don't know. I'd say the best you could. Just imagine if that was you. Everybody's going to think you're crazy because nobody's going to believe you. Well, if I were Rose and I'm dealing with this thing and I'm being told by the brother in jail, you either got to kill somebody or it's going to kill you and then pass on that trauma because somebody going to watch you die to that person. Then they're going to get followed. So, like again, it's like it follows. I would have been like, all right, well, I guess uh, tonight's the night that Brandon says goodbye. Yeah, I would mean, you just kill it. yourself. That's what yeah, she was going to do in her house, right? I think no. she was just gonna stand there, stay there until it decided mm-hmm. to leave. <laughs> it ain't like a bored demon. It's not gonna just like <laughs> be like, man, you've been sitting here too long. I'm gonna go see the other niggas now. Like, in the, but in the movie, I said I think the longest it said it lasted what seven days. Yeah, it was weird. Well, the though, longest it's like, before it killed somebody. Yeah, and then I they said it took people out in four days, and I was wondering like, so did people did people just say fuck it and just take themselves out on the fourth day or what? How did you decide when you was going to go out on the fourth so, day, the 27th day? I, I think the main thing about it is the fact is it like people by that point, they were so broken that they just kind of gave, they gave into it. Yeah. Yes, I think the four days of the madness that this thing is putting you through, that's as much as people could handle, you know, but, you know, some people are going to be heroes and go seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, no matter what, you're fucked because, again, you either have to kill somebody or you're eventually going to get got by this entity, right? Like the brother killed somebody and he's like, you have to do it in the most vicious way because we have to cause trauma to somebody else to pass it on. Yeah. And you, and you, you have to have a witness. You, yeah. There has to be a witness. That's why she has a vision of killing the one patient from the beginning of the movie. Right. She's stabbing him a bunch of times. And Cal Penn's like, no, no. And then they both are like, ha, ha, ha. gotcha, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls down his face. I'm like, what? I was like, this this entity got a movie studio and shit, got actors and shit. <laughs> like, like, do you know how like powerful you have to be to make a 360 experience in someone's mind? That's VR, <laughs> baby. We gotta talk about the technology that this demon is using. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> We're not asking the right questions. <laughs> Speaking of the dude in jail, uh what I think his name was Rob Morgan. Don't he? Yeah, it seems like in every movie I see, he's always playing a snitch or something to do with jail. Like just when he on like uh, the defenders, all the Marvels, he was like that informant that always like told on everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was um, <laughs> he is the cop in Stranger Things. So he's on the oh, other yeah, side yeah, of the wall yeah, now. Yeah, it's like he's either a snitch or it's actually a police. Yeah, yep. yeah I mean, yeah, he, he's always. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's always playing somebody who you're just like, I shouldn't trust this guy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, when so he was freaking out in jail, I was like, oh, you, girl, you, you I was like, girl, you're going to die. Yeah. When he was like, you brought that shit here? <laughs> like, oh, damn. You around me? Off. I mean, like, I just lost that shit. It's like, she's like, oh, I have a patient that's dealing with somebody. He's like, well, they're going to die. She's like, she's like, I don't want to die. He's like, it's you? I was like, who wrote this scene? Hold on, hold on. But at the same time, 
Well, I felt that that was rather authentic. <laughs> that was that was at, that was actually a, a pretty authentic nigga fucking uh, yeah. a, a reaction I'll... to him. He's like, wait a second, bitch. <laughs> you brought that here and it's you. You better get away from me. <laughs> He's like, well, I just got my credit taken care of. And here you all coming with the bullshit. I, th- you know I, mean? I think it was real, but calling everything but a white devil. I'm surprised he didn't say that. You yeah. white devil. <laughs> well, that's what Victoria the Widow almost called it, right? <laughs> When she went like asking about her husband and shit, like she was yeah. pretty much like, "Why are you bringing this shit up? This was scary. Don't do this to me." Because mm. it's apparently it's like everyone who ends up killing themselves had seen someone kill themselves. That's how the entity got passed. So that's yeah. so fucked up. You're not only are traumatized by someone else's uh, death suicide, but then you're going to also murder yourself in theory in a very brutal way in front of someone else. Like the ending, I kind of knew it was like a it was a vision. When it, it was like, oh, this is wrapping up a little too nicely. This is going to be some like, yeah, you know, the entity's fucking with her again. But like now the cop is all fucked up and he already knows everything. So he's going to be real fucked up. No, see, but here's the thing. He doesn't know everything. Because well, he when knows she the history le- of the, the no, people. But, she, the cycle. but when she left the prison. She didn't tell him what old dude said, which well, first of like, all, why wouldn't you tell him? Well, first of all, he wouldn't have been allowed to leave her sight like that was crazy when she's like she's like i'll only tell you if the cop goes and i'm just like well that's not legally gonna happen like he's not gonna risk his career for that i mean but at the same time it's not like they're sitting in a room across from each other on some fucking um you know uh like she's his lawyer he's mm. behind the glass and everything so all he had to do was, excuse me he, all he had to do was step outside the room let them talk and just stand at the window like this yeah, but remember, that's a white woman. They don't want that brother being like, hey, you want to see my special time? You know what I mean? Like, they don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I will say, Sosie Bacon, I don't know if she has a black boyfriend or husband, but the way she was pining after Jesse T. Usher when he was like, I'm out, and he got out of the car, she was like, I was like, oh, yeah, she liked that black dick. She, she, because when she saw Joel, like, you know, the ex, it wasn't like a, hey, let, let, maybe let's, you know, start fucking after this or like, let's get back together. It was kind of like, hey, I'm going to use you like a white woman and then, you know, we'll be squared. But the black nurse was wanting them, though. Yeah, yeah, the mm. black nurse was like, hey, she get married, saying- but this pussy fruity. That was such a weird <laughs> comedy moment. I'm like, what are they doing to these black characters? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, it's Black History Month and here we are fucking, we got these characters all cooning it up for white folks. <laughs> Hey, but speaking actually, of speaking of which, did any am I the only one that thought that the, the what was a Susie Bacon? Like she looked like forty five, and come to find out, she's just now thirty. Yep. Yeah. She yeah, she looks she, she, she looks she looks. I was like, I was like, good God! I thought black. I know they say black don't crack, <laughs> but God, what white spoils really really bad in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she got left out in the sun. <laughs> the milk has gone bad. You know what? You know what's a problem. Like with your main—I mean, not saying that all lead actresses, especially in horror movies, have to be particularly attractive. But I was kind of feeling her her psychiatrist more than her. I was kind of like, oh, the psychiatrist kind of she got some some positive attributes until she started smiling that creepy smile. I was like, oh fuck this! I didn't realize the widow until the second time watching was actually Carla from uh, Scrubs, and I was like, oh hey, shit. shit. I was yeah. like, she looked pretty rough herself. I Judy think this Reyes. movie just made everybody look rough. That's true. Yeah, because everybody well, I mean, tired. But you all have all of these people dealing with trauma. 
So mm-hmm. basically, they, they they said to the makeup department, "Y'all good on this one." <laughs> <laughs> after the after the first four days of shooting, it was like, "Yeah, we're gonna get the off the front the front uh, loading shit off, and then everybody uh, makeup and wardrobe." Y'all can go ahead home. We're gonna we gonna handle this. The rest Don't of the take a shower for two days and just come on to the set. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> real quick, because we're talking about some of the black characters. Okay. And I know this guy from the comedy scene. Like he and I used to do some stand-up shows back in the day. Perry Strong played Joel's partner, the detective that was like, she just seemed like a crazy woman or whatever. I was like, why are they writing black characters like this? Like everyone felt like they were out of a UPN sitcom. Woman, <laughs> like, you're going to be in a whole heap of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go there if I was you. <laughs> it was so weird. He's <laughs> like, no. I felt like everybody in the every black person uh in this movie was uh either just coming from or on their way to a barbecue <laughs> <laughs> like and the nurses all had like you know the, the tupperwares with the leftovers and mm-hmm. shit. Just like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mac and cheese is so immaculate <laughs> it was just odd man it, it was really weird and then i was like why do why do all these white people seem to be doing pretty good? Like this guy's a uh, Joel's like a, a cop and he got this fancy apartment. She's a psychiatrist or a therapist or whatever. She had that dope modern house that looked huge from the exterior shots. Well, I mean, it, it also looked like Jesse T. Usher was doing pretty well himself. Well, I don't think they were. Were they living together yes. or was he just coming by? Okay. No, they were living together, man. Well, I mean, I wonder how they split. I mean, he got all the deeds now because she did. Well, yeah, yeah. Her you downstairs. Hope he, you better hope he ain't got no fingerprints on them clothes. <laughs> Trevor going downstairs. Well, no, 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 no. The law found her out in the country and saw her burn her ass up. Yeah, she's, but then they're gonna be like, then they're gonna be like, yo, why were you out there though, bro? You know what I mean? It's gonna be a whole thing. I mean, but he's gonna start taking down all the black people because he's gonna take down his black partner because he gotta pass the shit on. Then the black partner gonna try to fuck the black nurse. No, they're gonna get got. No, it's no, gonna be no, a whole no. cycle. He's gonna take down Jesse T. Usher. I was just about to you say got, you had my girl and I couldn't get her from you. Mm. So it, it it's time. It's time. So smile twos only 15 minutes, right? He just pulls him over and does what he gets out the car. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I mean that was really brutal. Um, with the Laura Weaver um character just slit her throat and stuff. By the way, that character is from the short film that got this movie financed, um, by Parker Finn. They actually made a short film called Laura Hasn't Slept, and that's what led to the bigger film and that mm. actress replies the role, which she has a very creepy smile. I'm sorry, but that that's one of the most haunting things I've ever seen, and that's yeah. the poster of the fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. That monster thing is pretty dope, though. I will say, like, but it reminded me of It Follows a lot, like the the way it morphed and shit. But when it started ripping off its face and showed all the different mouths, I was like, that's fucking crazy. Well, I, actually, I will say, like, some of the like, like some of the CGI that they use in this was actually pretty good. Like when the thing opened its mouth and then her ba- and then pulled open her mouth and then climbed into her, yep. thus becoming her. That shit, I was like, that's crazy. That was way better than the Babadook. Like yeah. that, like the way that that was handled was way creepier because her mouth was almost stretching too. It was like really yes. fucking disturbing. And that motherfucker was big as shit. He was big as shit. <laughs> Maybe it was a metaphor for a uh, BBC. You know what I mean? 
We're talking about black, interracial relationships, right? That's why y'all both. What? How y'all oh. both got your head in your hands? Brandon. Oh. Brandon. 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 What? For real, nigga. I'm just saying, like, maybe it is. You never know what these writers are going through. Nigga. <laughs> you never know what they're thinking about. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know how to t- <laughs> so according to UVA's research, uh shout out to UVA by the way, the films, <laughs> the smiles in the film are all natural and not enhanced with visual effects. The studio wouldn't even ask that they could be tweaked, but Parker Finn stuck to his guns as he wanted to be grounded in their creepiness. And that worked because there was some creepy ass smiles. Some of those characters I don't know if I to- can make a smile like that, I'm fucking just, you like that. I was just about to say, Brennan, let's see your best smile. Best smile. <laughs> If I smile like that, you know you're gonna get something fucked up about that. I feel like I'm smiling. Wait, my eyes, eyes just crossed. I feel like I feel like cross my eyes if I was <laughs> like I'd be cooning it up if I. Was... Mm-hmm. You look like a uh, Bobcat Goldflake or whatever it is, David. Yeah, I can't. I can't because like the corner of my mouth don't go up like this. Like like some of these smiles will fucking wild. Oh yeah, they look like the Grinch. Yeah, yeah, they really she was sinister so. as hell. But Brandon, Yo. try to smile, man. I want to see the smile. I did smile. Yeah. I did the smile. I ain't see, I, I ain't see uh, it. I ain't see it. No, you, you got to move behind the mic. Beyond the mic. Yeah, this nigga look crazy. This nigga look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, Brandon looks kind of wild right there. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon looks Brandon looks like he's uh like he would, you know, try to open a white woman's mouth and then jump into his her mouth like the BBC, right, Brandon? Why would your I, own words? Well, I mean, <laughs> your own words. you know, in high school I did have a lot of experiences, but um Whoa. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No. We're, we're acting like we don't this all is have definitely sex. going on Patreon, right? Yeah. We we <laughs> acting like we don't have sex. Is that what this we became a prude podcast? We're not willing to talk openly about our experiences. This is why everybody's so tied up, tightened up now. Sexual freedom is the, the the theme of the day. Oh my gosh. She probably uh, would have been able to get some sleep if she got some good D. Cam, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Brandon doesn't realize what he was saying. <laughs> I think it's been over his head. Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> I'm saying some wild oh. shit, aren't I? Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Well, I just got nervous. <laughs> so this movie was a huge box office hit. It made $216 million on a budget of 17 mil. And it's it's also if it's one of the one of the most recent, like initially exclusive for streaming, and then it tested so well that Paramount released it theatrically. Okay. All right. I mean. I, I get, listen, I could see how this was appealing enough uh, to people that it made that it made money. But I yeah. think that some of the glaring holes in the story and the character and the character reaction, if if you watch it close enough, it, it could fuck this thing for you. But especially at the end, you know, like especially some of the CGI and things like that. And the, mm. and the murders were fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you guys feel like the way kind of like this and the barbarians like this is the new way to make horror movies now that like to feel like them are what the box office smashes now if you're not just like a scream or anything like that yeah we've talked about this before i mean bloomhouse they've really like solidified the formula which is you you budget within the 10 to 20 million range and then you know you advertise the originality of the idea whatever it is 
and then you make usually at least double your money, if not more. Like they, they're very good at like accounting and making sure that, that like things will go over budget. And I think that that's why they're constantly getting good returns. Like, cause even the Halloween reboots, they, those budgets were pretty low compared to other big budget, like horror yeah. franchises, like scream and stuff like that. Um, so I think that just like, you know, there's a good model and like a lot of, there's a lot of hunger in the studios based on the conversations I've had for original horror especially contained horror stuff that doesn't have too many set pieces stuff that's a, say that. a unique spin and if you have something that's a little bit of social commentary without it being hitting you over the head that's what people are really fucking with especially like a talent like because it's easy for them to do it's a lot of fun and usually it's something different than what they usually get an opportunity to do that's like you know you said in the chat the menu was good and i think that's why like they were able to get like a great cast to do some weird shit like that and the it seemed more fun than it would like be laborious as a as an actor. I would feel, yeah, and you know, and, and like you were saying earlier, it's like it, it's the locations having just very you know very minimal locations really really helps because you know locations yeah. is you know yeah, that's a that's obviously an expense a you know for it, uh, but it's, it's like it makes it ten times easier to shoot you know for crew be, and everything because you're just changing uh, the lighting. Uh, you can kind of just do that uh, fairly easily mm -hmm. and then just keep the party moving. Like uh, what was the movie um, where old dude was blind in his house and the wife's uh, oh, uh, don't breathe. Yeah, don't yeah. breathe. like that movie right there. Like once I saw it, I'm just like, oh, wait, this all takes place in this one dude's house. It was like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, they're going to cake off of this. And they made a second one off of that, off of that shit. And you just like how? But it, but, you know, it was. You know, you look at the location, the lack of locations. It's it, it's great. Saw the same thing. You be in the chat. Saw a great a, another great example. Yeah. So this is like a. I think horror films are going to be one of the only original types of films that we're going to see besides the the big blockbuster franchises. You know, I think it's it's just a. You know, unless your movies complete dog shit, because I can see this, especially with all the jump scares, this being a fun experience in the theater. I think watching it at home, the jump scares didn't hit as much because there's a lot of fucking jump scares. It's like every two minutes there's mm. some kind of jump scare. But I think in a theater and a communal experience, I can see that being fun. Making so much. Do you think it gets a sequel? Oh, yeah, you can keep this going. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah. you know, it's the same way with It Follows. Like I always was wondering why It Follows never got a sequel because they set it up where doesn't that kid go to sleep with a prostitute to pass it on? Or something like yeah, that, and then yeah, it's like, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it just can keep going from there. You could have a dude that, like, you know, you could have a teenager that like pays a prostitute for sex, and then they now have this entity following them, and it's like, holy shit, you know, what do I do? Because I was a virgin that couldn't get any, and now I like paid for this prostitute, and now like, who do I pass this on to? It's like it really, you could have a lot of fun with that stuff, and I think here there is some potential to explore a little bit more of like the torment and the. It's clearly trying to have like you know commentary on mental health. And stuff like that but i think if you get better cast it could be a more effective movie overall so, so no jesse t usher in the sequel yeah no no oh i mean <laughs> so here's my thing uh, yeah here's my thing i think that uh like it follows i i like that could have been a sequel but you know and i think we talked about it on the podcast when you when we did that one it's just like you're a dude. You already have the ideas. I'm a fucking prostitute. You know, give it to her and I'm going to get I got I got dodge. Right. You fly over there to fucking Thailand or some random place really far away. 
you get your nut off, immediately jump on a plane. Now you're back in the States. Does this entity fly? Is it taking mass transit? Mm. If not, that nigga's swimming or walking underwater. Therefore, you got time. You got you got legit time. I mean, it's a really good idea. That is true. Why? How come all these horror film like entities and villains are always thinking about like if a nigga can't get to you by plane, they're going to go underwater and get to you? Because if you watch the movie and you see the way the thing actually navigated, Mm -hmm. it it didn't it didn't jump in a fucking car. These fucking things weren't jumping in fucking taxi cabs like jumping to Uber is just like, take me to four, four, two. And it's like, no, Mm -hmm. the thing was just fucking slow fucking walking. It was it was fucking thriller walking down the road. Therefore, get as far away as you can and rock it out. And then, and then when the thing starts getting close, I was like, I guess I got to go to Thailand again. <laughs> I got, mean, got to get point, myself though, to fucking Australia. <laughs> well, I mean, but also remember, and like it follows, those are like niggas in Michigan. I don't think they can afford like a trip to Thailand. You know what I mean? Listen. Better start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Save me from this entity, y'all. Listen, listen. You could put shit on a fucking credit card and fucking just call the goddamn day. You and know you what kind of credit card level you need to get to them before the the plan alone. I mean, you could put it on a firm or something like that, pay monthly uh, payments. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could do that. It's like a little layaway. You could do that. I mean, all I'm saying is if like and also you're trying to save your life. This is a way you know, you you, you should at least try it. <laughs> Come on, try it. Come on, oh. try it. Motherfucker, try it. So, uh, all right. No, no I, I'm sorry. Wanna, now, back to this movie. Yeah, I do I have think, a question about this movie, though. With, um, hold on. Hold on. No, yeah. no, back to this movie. Uh, my other thought is if they're going to do a sequel of this movie, I don't think it's going to be a sequel. It would be a prequel. So they're going to go all the way back to the origins or an earlier mm, story like Annabelle that's or something we're going to get. Yeah, I think that's because it, that seems like the way Hollywood wants to do it, because they don't want to then have to deal with the continuity of what happened in this movie and and, and going down the line or grabbing mm. these actors, yeah. you know, or being able to use them again. I think for me, the issue with this movie is like and this is a. Uh, this is just like me dealing with some shit. Like I don't like movies where just really terrible things happen to people like without, without there being a catalyst for it to happen. Like for instance, Rose's character is just doing her job. Yeah. She at work. She just, she just at work stressed out. She's doing a lot of shit. And then this thing happens to her and it just will not like, let go. It won't, you know, and it's like, it's motivated off of her trauma regarding her mom's death and all that stuff. But it's not like, like I mentioned, drag me to hell as a comp earlier. It's not like that where she directly like upsets the older woman who curses her. Right. It's not like other things where these people are like, you know, Candyman, right. When Helen like actively goes and fucks around to try to find out about Candyman and then she does find him. Right. Like it's not like, Rose brought this on to herself. It just starts happening and her life falls apart, traumatizing. And remember, she's not just traumatizing uh, the ex at the end. She's traumatizing her sister. She's traumatizing her nephew. Like everybody fucked up. So here's the thing, Brandon. Here's the thing, Brandon. Basically, you don't like movies where the characters are living their life like black folks. (laughs) And and then life just comes for them for no fucking reason at all. Maybe that's why they have the black people doing the funny commentary outside of it. Like, yo, this bitch is crazy. Oh, shit. You want to fuck me, cop? Like, it's like weird shit like that. Like, it was so weird. 
in a in a separate world, I say she brings it on herself for working too hard. And Jesse T. Usher character actually brought the girl in. Mm. <laughs> mm. I did find it weird that he just disappeared though. For real, like how long were they together for him just to dip out like that? I mean, they were they they were uh, engaged to be married. He was just like, nope. I mean, I Watch think my maybe, hands of it. maybe Trevor was just looking for her out. Let's be real. He might have just been looking for like a reason. Mm. You know what I mean? Some people are like that. Some people are like, I just, I just wish, so, like, I wish she would just cheat on me so I could leave. Like, or you know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, throw up, you know, throw out like my, my favorite medallion or something like that. So I have a reason to leave. <laughs> medallion. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's like a 70s ranger. pimp. <laughs> Nobody touches my medallion, bitch. <laughs> I'm out. You hear me? <laughs> you jab, take your sucker, you. <laughs> that black power uh, that black power fist medallion has been in my family for centuries <laughs> not gonna lie my, my black power fist pick no. <laughs> not gonna lie having a prequel set in the 70s would be a lot of fun because imagine someone being on a dance floor and seeing these weird ass visions of niggas smiling and shit you trying to dance the Bee Gees and the niggas just staring at you like That'd be creepy as fuck, bro. With all the colors shining and the disco ball. Brandon, that's Brandon, I'm riding the secret right now for Parker. Brandon, you you literally could do that in any time frame. It doesn't have to be the 70s. <laughs> well, you can't just have a disco ball in the 90s, bro. You got you to be time. With Brandon, Brandon, it could be a fucking phone party. Mm. I, yeah, I went to a phone bro. party once when I was in high school. I saw this nigga Fumi. He was dry humping this white girl and the, the phone took over them. It was weird. It was like a blob. Hmm. <laughs> Man, you don't know, like, <laughs> It was like, I looked over to the side. I was dancing with a girl and he was dancing with his girl just like humping her real hard and the phone was just rising and it took <laughs> over their bodies. It was like the weirdest thing. I, I still think about it. it was Some like the, fucking Joe started playing. I want to know what the phone just goes up like it's come. It's just crazy. That's I'm pretty crazy. sure it was Usher. Not, yeah, at the time. Like, don't lie, like Justin. That. You was looking at him smiling like you was just picturing. <laughs> I mean, wait, Brandon. Hold- <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So he was just dry humping this girl to <laughs> usher yeah yep <laughs> that's what you just said yep i can <laughs> definitely see you <laughs> i can never see you looking smiling saying yeah <laughs> it was like one of those high school clubs that they had in detroit at the time they do like a whole thing about it on detroiters but it's like it's like a real like we would go every saturday night to these clubs in detroit no they had them here they had them here and like they had a phone party one time and we went and that was what I saw some weird shit. I didn't know the phone was going to take over your body. I thought it was just going to be like on, up to your like knees or something. No, it was like see, a bubble bath. This is this is my thing. And maybe it's because I grew up on Long Island, but I just I was just never comfortable with being in a place where something is going to, you know, cover people, you know, basically mask people enough where they can do shit. And and you don't and you can't uh, pick mm. out who it is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because when that shit goes like that, you know, let's not say all white people, but some white people get crazy when they have anonymity, and and like and in a large group, people do fucked up shit. And I've seen some fucked up shit happen. So like I was not ne- like like oh we gonna have a phone party? Yeah, ain't gonna be there because somebody's gonna do something. 
Mm-hmm. And it ain't gonna be to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely get what you're saying. I remember when um and Justin, I felt bad that you couldn't make it. I went to this barbecue films event, and like this is a company, I don't know if they do anything anymore, but they used to do like live reenactments of famous scenes from movies. So like I went mm-hmm. to one that was a blade um theme, and it was at a nightclub in Manhattan, and they were gonna have blood rain, like the opening scene in Blade, right? That's fucking and- dope. It was dope, but at the same time, Justin, to your point, it's dark, it's in a club, it's flashy, you got the blood rain stuff, and it was, like, thick. So it's like, there could have been some wild shit popping off, but plus size, they had an actor dressed up like Blade walking through, so people were kind of not fucking around. But that shit, I was like, oh, this could go bad if you had the wrong audience in there. Yeah. or I mean, personally. Or real vampires and shit, that would have been gnarly. <laughs> real vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brandon, I was with you. I was with you. And you had to say, yeah, you know, you're a real vampire. <laughs> Vampires. <laughs> and, you know, Buffy was, you know, out of town. So she can't help. So it was up to me. I had to fight so many people. And Blake couldn't make it because he was skating up an ice hill. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yo, like, Brandon, like, you have me and then you mm-hmm. say something so wild. I'm just like, yeah, and there I go. There I go. I feel like every relationship I've had until Tati. Um, <laughs> and she's stuck now, man. Good mm-hmm. for you. Oh, yeah, she is. We're about to celebrate five years, bro. Five oh, years of marriage. Good for you, man. 13 good years together. Thank you. 13 years together, though, in total. Um, I didn't make her watch this movie with me because I was just like, I love you too much to not to, to do this to you. Did I subject her to this one? I just didn't know if it was going to be good or not. And then I saw it was almost two hours. I'm like, eh. for a horror movie, that's kind of unless there's like some real stuff that like keeps like happening that really keeps my attention. Cause I don't think the jump scares uh, justify the running time. Yeah. I I would say that um, it was the murders. uh, It was the actual, the actual murders. And then like the final, uh, the final uh, act of the film is where you got stuff like, Oh, okay. This is kind of cool. But uh, before that it was, uh, you kind of, you could, I could see somebody checking out, and not making it all the way through it, especially now, with that, with because the acting was rough at the beginning. Yeah. And I think the acting was rough. Uh, and part of that was the writing was rough. That's fair, especially because like, Cal Penn, like probably gets the best performance in the first half of the movie, because this character is pretty easy. He's the boss. He's just like, hey, I'm concerned. We saw some fucked up shit, like take some time off. And then it's just wackadoo after that. But Cam, this is your second time seeing this, right? Mm-hmm. Was it better the second time or? Did you actually notice more issues the second time around? Uh, notice more issues. Like I kind of wrote them down. Um, one, okay. <laughs> list them off to us, bro. Oh, here we go. Like I did on the Fast and Furious. One, the when she the girl kills herself at the beginning, she's smiling. Then when you see all the photos of everybody else that's dead or get killed, nobody's smiling. So why is only her smiling when she died? Like even when she died, she was still smiling. Nobody else was mm. still smiling. Mm. And the second Which, one. Well, you know what? In, in in actuality, that could also uh kind of wipe off the idea of it's like, oh, she goes and dies alone, you know, in the middle of the forest, you know, at that cabin. And you know, she she kills herself, but she still has that smile because that's fucking terrifying and traumatizing. You come and find a body and the body's fucking smiling. Mm-hmm. That so that that still can be the trauma. You'd be like, oh shit, what the fuck's that? And it's just a gotcha nigga. Yeah. Then the second one, when she goes to get the lantern in the house, there's a fucking garage in there. Then where the hell's the garage when you see it when she walks in the house? 
There's no way the garage is in the back. That old ass house with that many mm. rooms. Mm-hmm. So them the two things I noticed. That was a weird house. I was like, wait, so her and her sister lived down this like random house with her crazy mom in the middle of the woods. And they was arguing over the money, like they was gonna get a lot of money for the house at the beginning. Because she was yeah. telling her to sell the house. Which is wild because it was like <laughs> like it hadn't been well kept at all. Like the grass yeah. was high, like it looked decrepit. I was like, did they just want the land? Maybe like that's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, man. I mean, and this was based in New Jersey. Of course, it I was, was. I was wondering where it was based on. Yeah, because because and the only reason I know it was based in New Jersey because of the Jersey license plate on uh, Jesse T. Usher's car. Mm-hmm. I was really paying attention to that. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> he was not paying attention to him. <laughs> wait, wait. So if it's in New Jersey, then. Okay, like I mean, not just in New Jersey, but let's say like, let's say she had gotten shot, like freaking out and shit. Like let's say she had the wrong breakdown, the wrong place, the wrong time. She fucked around with the wrong dude or like person, and then she gets shot. Does does the entity just stop stalking people? Like I don't think we learned enough about the rules of the entity to really understand how it keeps going. Like because we know that the person that's being tormented needs to either kill themselves or kill somebody else. But what if they get killed through like no, you know, way of their own, right? Yeah. Mm. How would that I was want? I was wondering too if it could be like the ring or like uh, truth or dare. You record somebody getting killed, and then if they watch it, could you pass it on that way too? Oh, I mean, mm. that, that, yeah, you can catch multiple niggas that way. Yeah. Doesn't that happen in the ring too, where a group of girls watch the movie? No. Well, uh, there's a new video. I mean, don't they? I get them all mixed up now because there's like two rings with Naomi Watts and then there was like a new one. And I don't know. I I don't think I saw the sequels. I don't think I saw the sequels. Yeah, I don't think I I didn't either. You know, part of me was just thinking about uh, Jumanji. All of a sudden now it's a video (laughs) game. And so (laughs) instead of being the board game, they just switched the party up on you. Mm. Yeah. That was a wild movie. Uh, Justin, break down our rating system, baby. Stop calling me baby. So, guys, we rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. But we pile piles and piles of dog shit on top of it. So we sat down and we watched the 2022 film Smile, uh, starring uh, Sosie Bacon, Jesse T. Usher, Kyle uh, Galiner, or whatever, Cal Penn, and Rob Morgan. So, Cam. Brother, what say you? I give it a small man. It wasn't too bad. Like I said, for two hours, it was at least entertaining. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't recommend it watching it twice like I did, but it's a pretty good watch on the first one. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Yeah, it's tough. Like, cause I'm between the small and piles of dog shit. Like, I, I really didn't have much fun watching this. Um, except for like the final 20 minutes, I think were pretty interesting. And I was glad that it didn't do the the happy ending cop out, even yeah. though at the same time, like I said, I was like, but why did I just watch this poor woman like be go through suffering for two hours after she had already gone through her own childhood trauma? Like for me, that like um, and again, like it might be like just the headspace I'm in because of family stuff I'm dealing with. But that seemed a bit cruel. Um, but again, it's a horror film, so they're not going to be sunshine or roses and shit. But at the same time, like I think it relied a little bit too much on jump scares. And I think just in, in the home viewing, it just doesn't hit the way that it probably does in the theater. And so I'm going to give it a small. 
I'm gonna give it a small, but to quote one of our patriots who was the only patriot to post the patriot thought on on smile, Shanti wrote, meh. And that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> if it's if someone would be like, hey, sh- what did you think of smile? I'd be like, meh. Bye. Justin, what Bye. about you? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a small as well. Uh, you know, there were um some aspects of it. I'm like, okay, but a lot of it, it was just like all right, this is stupid. This is why this is not a good movie. But then again, you get the last about 20 minutes of the film. You're like, oh, OK, this is, you know, it, it's picking up. Unfortunately, they should have done more of this a lot sooner uh, in the film. I feel yeah. like there are ways to make this work uh, and, and make it a little bit more um, uh, like, like approachable because it, it almost seemed mm. like uh, you know, it, it just felt a little distant. I, 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 I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. But uh, yeah, they really just uh, kind of shit the bed on it, you know, in some aspects. Shit the bed. That's what they all say. Um, no one says that. No one says that but me. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just it's. Oh, I guess um, as a final question, we kind of talked about this a little bit. But do you think, given how big of this is this uh, hit this was, do you think though there should be a smile too, or smile prequel? I was I looking on I was I looking online and he said that he didn't have a script or he couldn't think of a way to make a sequel, but I'm pretty sure money talks. So yeah, I definitely can see a sequel. Yeah. I I I would say I would I would say like maybe 75, 80% chance that there's gonna be a sequel to this, considering that this movie uh you know made about two hundred uh grand. Like yeah, I mean I'm, I'm sorry, two hundred million. <laughs> Uh, 200 uh, million. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a the studios will be like, yep, make another one. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to happen. If, if anything, it'll go like on Paramount Plus for like more content, the way the yeah. Orphan First Skill would or something like that. <laughs> Even the Orphan First Skill wasn't terrible. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when this movie ended, Orphan First Kill was about to start. And I was just like, no, nope. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I can't. <laughs> oh, you guys watch this on Paramount Plus too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that like, app is pretty decent, actually, especially if you like reality TV, like from the old days, like real world and MTV shit. They got yeah. all that hey, stuff. They remade the game on there. And I've been yeah. watching. It's actually pretty good from what really? I was Wait, watching. Is, is it a remake or is it a continuation of the original series? It's kind of continuation because Malik okay. and Tasha are the main yeah. two people that's that's actually still in it. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, is he just retired? Because he ain't in uh, the game anymore. <laughs> now nah, he actually he still plays. It's like his last season. He's trying to do. Oh, you got to watch. I, like the first season was actually pretty good. Okay, I was like, right, oh, yeah. this is gonna be pretty trash. But yeah, the second, the second, the second season was pretty. Uh, meh. But I forgot the name season. of the actress that plays Tasha. But good lord, good lord, great Google movie. Mm-hmm. Cam, how can people follow you if they uh, they feel so inclined to do so? Well, don't judge me, but it's on Instagram at Prince of the Light Skins. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair Prince enough. of the Light Skins. Go follow the Prince of the Light Skins, y'all. I'm the Prince of all the Light Skins. <laughs> I'm the no. villain of all the Tyler Perry movies. 
Y'all know you can follow me at American Collins, AmericanCollins.com. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms. Be sure to push that subscribe button on the YouTube page so you get alerted about all future reviews, celebrity interviews, as well as any future videos featuring my creepy ass smile. And Justin, if you want to follow you and support or support the show financially, what can they do, my brother? <laughs> Guys, you can follow me at Jay Brown Did It on the socials, but you can support this show at patreon.com slash medium popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages. Our entire backlog goes there. We got bonus episodes. We got mini shows. There's so much shit on Patreon. Why are you not on it right now? Thanks. Uh, and, you know, that being said, if you feel if you're on Patreon, it's like, you know what? How can I support even further? Oh, guys. We got tpublic.com slash medium popcorn. Grab yourself right. a little swag. We got swag up there for you. And grab a t-shirt. Swag delicious. You want, baby, it's there. It's there. Mm-hmm. Do it. And leave us a voicemail. 347-508-0978. That's right, folks. Do it. Just like Justin said. Cam, thank you so much for joining us. You've been a longtime fan. We really appreciate you, man. We appreciate no you problem. joining us. We appreciate, appreciate all the support, it. the shout outs you've been doing, the interactions you have on the Patreon, all that stuff. So <laughs> thank you so much, bro. I appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. Peace. Peace. That's one. That's one day. <laughs> Medium popcorn, we are two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brandon Collins, that's me. And Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn, Woo! you haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning.